What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. You are listening to episode... I almost said 47. This is episode 46. I always mess that up. Um, we have a first-time guest in the building. Jack is not here. It's just me and our guest. Uh, it is Andrew Kim. How are we? How everyone are we Everyone, greet him. Um, a lot of uh, scrambling around. I was going to have TJ. TJ will probably be on next episode with me and Jack. Um, but yeah, here we are, yeah. um, talking a lot of fantasy, a lot of NFL today. Uh, I've, I, I always, I don't know. I, I've been wanting to have a fantasy football episode for a while, but it just hasn't worked out a lot of other stuff going on. So finally we get a whole show dedicated to that. Um, yeah. So how you feeling? This is, this is your debut. Feeling good. I'm excited. I am, uh, I'm very pumped to be a first time guest on the show Yeah. and you know, hopefully it'll be the best show yet. Yeah, we, we can only hope. Every time we can hope for improvement. Uh, we At first, here we're going to be going down some news and notes in the NFL. A lot of guys holding out as training camp started yes, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, I think two days ago. I Something like that. So we're talking about a lot of big <coughs> names holding out, a lot of people uh, missing. And we're talking about a certain player avoiding suspension. Uh, who we will be talking yeah. about in a few minutes. Nope. <laughs> a, few minutes. <laughs> a lot of strong words uh, will probably be said. Um, but, yeah, we'll get to that. Everyone probably knows who it is. But, uh, yeah. And then after that news and notes segment, we'll be doing our first live mock draft of the season. I did a couple last year, but we'll be doing one. First one of 2019. Uh, fantasy draft season is about probably going to get kicked off in about i mean some leagues are you said you have a draft in a week in exactly a week. one week from today yep one week from today i have a draft august 10th august 11th and 22nd so um <laughs> a draft <laughs> yeah no, that was not uh the right tense not, not yeah, plurals so three whatever. three drafts uh, three whatever. drafts um coming up so draft season right around the corner my favorite time of year um honestly i think it's better than my it's like my birthday and Christmas like rolled into one. Um, but yeah, so we're here to help you with our drafts. We're going to, as, as we did it last year, we'll be doing it on fantasy pros. Uh, they have no time clocks. So we'll be able to talk through our selections and kind of give our rationale for each pick and whatnot. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll digress a little bit and talk about some of the big storylines going around and going, going down in the NFL. Um, I guess we'll start with Melvin Gordon. This is kind of the probably the the holdout out of these three that we'll be discussing here that is probably the most uh, alarming if you're a Chargers fan because I feel like the other two probably necessarily won't actually miss any time or anything significant. But Melvin Gordon, it looks like um, he could actually hold out. Yeah, I think it's definitely the serious, the most serious, I should say, and. Uh, it it seems like I I agree with it personally. If I'm Melvin Gordon, um, running backs don't have a very long career, and if I'm a running back in the NFL right now, and I've already been in the league for what three four years, I'd want to try to get as much as I can in my next contract because that might be my last. Yeah, I know it. It's such a volatile position. Like they can go down at any moment. Yeah. Uh, but I think it just helps his case that there was like a pioneer in Le'Veon doing it last year. So if if, if Le'Veon didn't really do anything, like if he didn't do what he did last year, I don't necessarily know if he would have. But now that all these running backs have seen that played out for a year and how what happened, I mean, 
Le'Veon didn't really like get exactly what he wanted for. Like he still got a very big contract, but not necessarily. I mean, he had very lofty goals right, for right. his contract, but um, yeah. So how how long do you think it'll last? Um, I honestly, I could see this lasting even into the season. I, I would say it would probably end before halfway through the season, before the deadline, obviously, because in in my mind, I think the Chargers will figure out that. Or will, I guess, cave into Melvin Gordon's wishes. Will kind of do what he wants them to do. Maybe. I mean, it, right, I mean, at least at least at this point, where it's July twenty fifth, it seems like neither side is willing to budge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Point. I've seen reports also regarding uh, Melvin and the Chargers that the Chargers don't plan on caving in to any of his demands. But I think that that's all talk. I don't. Uh, I don't see a fan base or a I should say a team that doesn't really have much of a fan base losing one of their key players because he's one of the people that keeps other Chargers fans around. So all 11 of them, right? Right. All I would I would say more like 30, 30 okay. tops. You know, uh, that's yeah, I guess I wasn't giving at. him enough credit. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh I don't know. I he'll I think he'll definitely I mean training camp already started, so he's definitely started missing the start of it. I think he will probably miss all of it in my my eyes. Probably won't be there in the preseason. And I feel like if he's if it's if it's into the season, the Chargers will either if they just really really don't want to pay him, they'll trade him. If they'll have to, they'll have to find something, some team willing. Um, I'm sure there'll be at least a team or two that's desperate enough for oh, running yeah. back. Oh yeah. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess an, another question I have here is if it's if it's a month from now, say you have a draft late August, and nothing is really, um, you know. Talks are still not going well and whatnot. Where are you going to draft him at that point? He's, I mean, I think, I mean, originally to start off the off season, he was going around like fifth or sixth overall, right behind like the big Before four running this. backs. Yep. But now he's falling and falling down expert rankings. Um, his ADP is falling. Now he's, I've seen him probably like nine or ten at this point. So at this, I, I, like I said, a month from now, where do you? Where would you be willing to draft him? I think if it gets closer to the season, um, I I would have to take him. The earliest I'd take him is probably the third or fourth round even because you can't miss. While you'd love to have him back, and I'm sure he'll be back for the fantasy playoffs, you can't have your top pick miss that much of the season and still be a contender to even make the playoffs. Yeah. If you think about like Le'Veon, the people who drafted early um, last year, hoping that Le'Veon would not even hold early, out. like even in August, like I had my draft. I think it was like August, middle of August, mm-hmm. and my dad drafted Le'Veon, really? and he picked him. I think it was like third or fourth overall. Yeah. Still somehow made the playoffs. Don't know how. Wow. Yeah, his te- his team was one of the worst I've ever seen make the playoffs. Um, but somehow he made it, but yeah, you're right. You can't have your first, if your first pick misses like a significant portion of the year, whether it's due to a suspension injury or holdout, I mean, your season's probably you're fighting from behind. Yeah. Um, but I get, yeah, I think maybe if he falls to like the late second, early third, and you get like a Saquon or Zeke, you still have like a guy, a, a stud, to rely on, so you're not necessarily right. relying on Gordon to be your RB one, but I don't and know. Then, it's really a tough situation. At a certain point, you have to take a chance on him, yeah. but 
It's just everyone will have a different ideology of when that is. Right. Um, I don't think in any draft that I'm going to draft in, he's going to fall to the third or the fourth because that just doesn't seem – he was a top-notch RB1 last year. Yeah. And I think the year before maybe. Yeah, at least the past two years he's been right right up there solidified as an RB1. Right. So, Um, I mean, I see – I don't see anybody – Taking actually letting him fall to the because third of the fourth. Because if it gets resolved, you have a great value. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it's it's just it's so tricky. Um, but we we will see how it transpires. Who knows? Like we said, this out of the guys we'll be discussing here, it's probably the one that um, is the most alarming and looks to be uh, the most troublesome. Most, yeah, the most troublesome for yeah. sure. Uh, moving on, next guy is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he is rumored to be holding out. He is holding out. Uh, did not report to the first day of training camp. Uh, missed a team flight, I believe the report was, to wherever it was. I don't know where it is. Arlington, yeah, Dallas, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly whatever. where, but he uh, did miss it. Yeah, he has two years left on his deal. Um, and we were kind of confused of the whole August 6th deadline situation with Zeke, but I think we got it down. He will forfeit a year of free agency credit uh, if he does not report by August 6th, which is um, 11 days from now. So we decided that means the Cowboys can franchise tag him for an extra year, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's either they can franchise tag him uh, for another year or they can, or he's just under contract again for another year, which I'm not really sure how that how that stands, but he's definitely the Cowboys have the choice of keeping him on the team for another year, basically. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Zeke. I, I think that he will. I, I, I can't imagine him missing any time. I think he'll report very soon. I think this is kind of just like, okay, you better take care of me next year or else I could be playing on a different team in 20, was it 2020 or 2021? He could be on a yeah. new team. So this is kind of just like, I feel like this is more of a warning in my opinion. I don't think there's any legitimate threat of him missing this season at all so i mean if you're drafting like within the next couple of days and you're worried about this i wouldn't let it affect um where you place zeke in your right. rankings honestly i i wouldn't even place zeke in my top four simply because of all the trouble he's had all the I mean, that, that's run-ins a, with the law another, things like that another thing there's a guy in one of my leagues who is a cowboys fan um and he he took zeke his rookie year and he actually won the championship with him on the roster. So if anyone's going to be like in Zeke's corner, it's him. And I was talking to him on the phone recently and he said, he's kind of skeptical of Zeke. Um, definitely from a fantasy perspective. Cause he thinks if he messes up one more time, he, it could be serious, serious trouble. Yeah, um, for so sure. yeah, that's another, I mean, it, it, it sucks that like you have to even like worry about that. Cause like right. you shouldn't, you know, especially not with a top, three overall pick yeah i mean he's so good but like if you're nitpicking him and like saquon and kamara and the guys who would be in consider consideration for that top overall pick um that's something you could uh knock zeke for is right it's you never really know like mm-hmm. a guy like saquon's not gonna you know knock on wood but he's not gonna get in any trouble or anything like that but like <laughs> he zeke, doesn't seem like a guy <laughs> no, yeah but like zeke it's always something in the back of your mind um yeah, and what I was saying for Melvin Gordon, uh, I think, doesn't hold true for Zeke. You know, I was saying that Melvin Gordon should 
hold out and try to get the best contract possible. But for Zeke, I think it's in his best interest to report because he's such an off the field concern and distraction that I think before he gets another or before he gets a huge contract, he's going to have to prove to his team, whether that's the Cowboys or any other team in the NFL, that he can stay out of trouble for an extended period of time. Because otherwise, I can't envision him getting a huge contract. Because every, uh, from what I can think of, every season so far in the NFL, during the offseason, between years, he's had some type of run-in with criticism, skepticism, you know, the law in yeah. a couple cases. Um, so I really, I just don't see. I, mean, I would say that, but I feel like talent, if a guy is as talented as he is, he's always going to be, he's always going to find a way to, I mean, it may, it may not be the biggest contract in the league, but right. he will get a sizable deal. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. He'll definitely get a sizable deal. Uh, someone, some team is going to be willing to pay him, and who better than the Cowboys or the Dallas Convicts? Yeah, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it'd be weird to see him on another team because I, I just really envision would. him on the Cowboys because, I don't know, but... We'll see how that transpires as well. Uh, the final person we have to talk about who is missing, who we are confused of why he is missing because the Saints offered him the bag, according to Bleacher Report, uh, is Michael Thomas. He was a no-show at the uh, beginning of the Saints training camp. What does this mean? We were talking about this. He wants to be the first receiver to have 20-plus uh, mil. million a year. Um, where we we saw Odell Beckham as the highest receiver at eighteen million. Eighteen, yep. Um, I feel like if you're just if you just set the record, just take it. Like why why are you fight? This is the same thing I thought about Le'Veon. Like I feel like him and the Steelers were fighting over just like three million dollars. Like, right, a like, year, just, which is not much. Who cares? Like, I, what's the difference between making fifteen and like eighteen million or eighteen and twenty million? Like, right. If you're the highest paid receiver, you're the highest paid receiver. Just take it. I don't like. Yeah, Why do you have to fight over like, a million dollars? Like yeah. just, uh, just a couple days ago, the Saints offered him. Uh, I was reading a report that said a contract between eighteen and nineteen million, which would put him, you know, at least half a million. I'm sure into the highest paid receiver range. Yeah, it's not that is by no means a disrespectful offer whatsoever. Right, and like that's... I, I feel like the the Chargers definitely trying to lowball Melvin because they have a history of being cheap with running backs. Right. Um, and Melvin wants to, I believe I read be in like a David Johnson, Todd Gurley type of range. I, I don't know how much Johnson makes. I think it's, I don't know the exact numbers, but he yeah, wants to I'm be up sure. there and there it's, it's not a close number in terms of that, but this is just right. This is right up there this with is, what he should ridiculous. want. <laughs> Michael Thomas holding out. I just don't see any reason for it. And I think it'll be resolved. I mean, I read I, a couple I, reports that said that Michael Thomas is, going to obviously every report is going to say that Michael Thomas isn't going to give in or the Saints aren't going to give in because you don't want the other side to gain any ground but I think Michael Thomas will definitely give in and sign his you know 18 plus million closer to 19 million for him right yeah what a guy geez sad it's really sad wow isn't this isn't this um is it it's just funny that Two of TJ's dynasty players are holding out <laughs> Zeke and Michael Thomas. Yeah, geez. Uh, maybe it's a sign of things to come of his downfall, but we'll see. I mean, um, you never know. Fantasy's a, it's a it's a cruel mistress. It's a, it's a crazy game. Anything can really happen. Um, it, it, honestly, it's whoever stays healthy at the end. Yeah, probably wins. 
All right, one last note that we should discuss is uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, this has been an ongoing saga since, honestly, since he entered the NFL with his Basically, legal issues. Yeah. But it kind of you know died down for a while. But then in this offseason, things started to ramp back up when the whole child abuse uh, allegations came to light. Obviously, everyone um, knows it's been talked about a lot especially over the past uh, week or two since the decision came down by the NFL. Ultimately, they decided not to suspend him uh, as they thought there was not enough evidence to, um, you know, bring a case against them. The case was actually dropped, but you never, I mean, you never know. This is a person who has a history of doing it, so you have to take that into account. Right. Um, yeah, in college, the same with the same girl, I'm pretty sure. Um he was accused of domestic battery. I'm not. I'm not a relationship counselor, but I think it's safe to say that they are not a compatible match. <laughs> uh, I think they should break up. This is my professional opinion. Yeah, I. Uh, I would. Uh, I would. For the sake of the child agree. and the sake of themselves, of her quite health, honestly. and of her, of his professional career. All, all of the reasons of there's a multitude of reasons why they should not be. Together. Yeah. Um. I mean. For those who don't know, obviously, Tyree Kill, uh, earlier this year, or I guess, what, was it last year, technically? Or what are you or was it 2019, to? or was it 2018? What? No, the, when this allegedly kid. happened? Yeah, when it, when the story broke. I think it was 2019, right? Yeah, because yeah. I remember we were playing basketball right out there. Certainly the end, like, after this past season has concluded. Right. So it was 2019. Um, there was a report that... Tyreek Hill had broken his own child's arm and according to his girlfriend uh, he actually punched his kid in the arm and that's how it broke yeah um, and then there were audio files of a conversation between Hill and his fiance girlfriend whatever she yeah, is whatever they were uh, saying that uh, she should be terrified of him him using some expletives right um, so I mean, it kind of painted Tyreek in a bad light. Not He was already painted in a bad light, but this kind of just made things even worse for him. But then the case was dropped, and then, but, the, you know, that didn't really mean anything in terms of the NFL. They could still suspend a player if there's no uh, legal investigation going right. on. But, you know, it's a whole mess. But And, again, it, this is the same thing with Zeke. If you're drafting Tyreek Hill... I mean, it looks like he's out. Of, like he's in the clear now, but it could open up any time. Yeah, he, so. he is someone who obviously we talked about domestic battery in the past. He had an allegation against him, and it could come no, back that at actually any happened, time. Though. That was like proven that it actually oh, yeah? happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why he. Well, he was. I think he originally went to Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and then he got kicked out of there because of it. And then he oh, went to a, like a junior college, yeah, smaller he school. Did go to Juco, yeah. And then he. That's why he was drafted in the fifth or sixth round. I think it was fifth. So, yeah. I mean, if this never happened, this is a guy, obviously, who's a first or second round talent. So, right. Um, that's why. But I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really let it. Um, yeah, at this point, he, you can feel confident drafting yeah. him. Oh, yeah on your team this year if you're comfortable with all of this like some right. people just won't even draft him at all because they don't want to like root for a guy like that right they don't want to be associated with a guy like that with those type of allegations and but it, it it sucks but like and the same thing with drafting like joe mixon too like right like, he has I, that past. i feel like bad drafting them but fantasy football you just have to completely remove anything from the out and it sucks like 
right. but if you want to win, like you can't just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a bad situation. I wish this. None, obviously, we wish none of this ever happened. But, um, but yeah, you got to just remove everything and, you know, just look at pure football of what they right. can do on the football field. Right. Um. Yeah, and as a Tyreek Hill dynasty owner, I mean, I, I, I it, the most important thing is like the child's safety first and foremost. But, uh, I, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I feel it's like if you, if you want to win leagues or stay competitive in, in a lot of ways, um, you kind of have to remove whatever the person has done off the field or in the past. I know. And like, if they're in the clear. And I don't want to like root for a guy example. like that, but I can't – you can't trade a – I mean, you right. can't get rid of a guy like that. Right. So. Personally, I'd never draft a guy like Tyreek Hill because of what he did, but if he fell to like the fifth or sixth round, I would – I would have to draft him. There wouldn't be every player any doubt. becomes of value at a certain point, no right. matter how much you like or dislike them. Right. And I know, I mean, the thing that comes to mind for me is the Michael Vick thing with the whole dog fighting when he finally got out of jail. A lot of people were against him coming back to the NFL at all. I know this is a little different, obviously, because it's domestic battery. It's and a, a guy more serious. And Vick nowadays. actually served time in prison. Yeah, too. And Vick actually went to jail, but. Someone like that, it was hard for me to kind of remove myself and say, well, now he's an Eagle. As an Eagles fan, you know, I kind of want to root for him because I want the Eagles to win. But now Vic is one of the more beloved, you know, Eagles figures, Eagles quarterbacks, especially in franchise history. He's such a unique case because I feel like there's so many NFL players that get in trouble with the law um, and just almost none of them actually go to jail for it. And he like he actually served multiple years in prison. So and then came back to and the came back field. and like was a stud in fantasy and yeah and everything. in the NFL so yeah he he led that team. It's such a unique case because that just doesn't really happen. But I feel like that's why people are more forgiving of what he did because he actually served time and at least seemed apologetic and right. sorry for what he did. And I mean the story was a little different. He allegedly. It was his brother and his, I believe, cousin uh, that did the dogfighting, and it was in his backyard, and when the police came and busted it, he was there. So instead of him being one of the, you know, one of the masterminds, I guess you could say, uh, he was just kind of seen as someone who didn't do anything about it. An accomplice. Right, an accomplice in some ways, I guess. Well, I really um, did not wake up this morning. I think we'd be talking about Michael Vick on the podcast, but here we are yeah, talking about him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, to go back, I feel like this is just uh, I don't know. It, he's an exciting player to watch, but you know, he's always got that. You always got to think about this, and it just sucks. Right. But, I think um, Tyreek yeah. is a little different from Zeke in that he doesn't have repeated run-ins like. Every year something controversial comes out. This, I mean, it has been the second one since college. Or I guess the first one since college. The second one including what he did in college. But he's not someone that, you know, you hear something every month. Like, oh, Zeke did this at a casino. Zeke did this at a bar. But yeah, they, it's, they, it's a little different. Zeke's really a, a, t- a ticking time bomb. But Yeah, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, that does it for the news and notes. We are uh, we're getting ready for this mock draft here. Um, I do about three mock drafts a day. Kim says he's done three in the whole off season. So 
I'm 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 addicted to it. It's I'm, at least I'm self-aware of my addiction. But. Yeah, I mean, I I really I really want to do more. I just As I, find myself doing other things. It really is the best way to prepare for drafts. It um, is. I mean, I like to just like try a bunch of different things out because if you just pick the same players over and over again, you never really, you know, think about different things and think about how things could shake up on draft day. But um, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, we're going to do a half PBR mock draft. We're going to do 12 teams, uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, and a flex, kicker defense, and six bench spots. Uh, and I'm going to hit the randomize button um, to randomize a position. We're doing this on Fantasy Pros, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, just because we want to be able to talk through our selections and um, you know share with you our thought process and whatnot. So I'm going to hit the random button. And it looks like we got 11th. Not my favorite position. Oof. Uh, obviously, people want to be right in that like sweet spot. Um, four to four to seven. I'd yeah, maybe six. So 11's not necessarily the best, but we'll roll with it anyway. Uh, we're gonna start our draft here. Some of these are a little wacky. Like there's some players that get mixed in that shouldn't go where they are going. But yeah, I, I agree. So so <laughs> so far, that. the people that were picked in front of us here, like I said, this is a half PPR. Wow. One one goes McCaffrey. A uh, little, little surprising, but yeah. I mean, you could still make a case would, for it. I would put him at two, right behind Saquon. Ezekiel personally. Elliott one two, Barkley three. I don't know why Todd Gurley went fourth, but he did. <laughs> That's not accurate. He should be going a little later than that. I definitely agree. Alvin Kamara one five, Devonte Adams one six, David Johnson one seven, Le'Veon Bell eight, Hopkins nine, and Julio ten. So. These are some of the suggested players here, but here's everyone else. Uh, the best available players, according to these rankings, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, James Conner, Travis, Kelsey. Uh, what name catches your eye here? Um, honestly, I like Joe Mixon and Odell. Um, I think the Odell connection with Baker is yeah, Kim's big on the gonna Browns. Be ridiculous. Baker especially. I think the Browns are going to be a very very nice offense to watch and to play. All right, so since we're eleventh here, we have it's almost back to back. There will right. be two picks separating us. Right. So what what positions? I mean, I I always just try to go with the best available player. Um, and if you have a abundance of one position over another, that's just how it goes. And you can you know if you have a lot of good receivers, you can end up trading them and whatnot throughout the season. Uh, but, like, what positions do you think we should try? Should we get two receivers or just do a receiver running back? Like, what do you – I don't know. So I think there are a lot of um, different draft strategies, obviously, that I've heard of. Yeah. Um, but I like to go best available in that – in my own rankings, not always – obviously not always the rankings of whatever website, service you're using. Yeah. Um, I think right now our best – case scenario would be Joe Mixon then Odell um, another thing to think about though is this is going to be a half PPR so is Odell going to be obviously he'll get the most targets on the Browns I think that's pretty obvious mm-hmm. but will he be that much better than a player like Michael Thomas who gets a ridiculous amount of targets Juju's going to get a lot of targets Juju too. would also get a lot of targets yeah. Travis Kelsey is another guy who would get a ton of targets yeah so, that's true I real I think we could get um, Joe Mixon because I feel like if we don't we're not I mean I don't feel comfortable getting Melvin Gordon 
just because this thing kind of hold hold out kind of scares me. And hopefully, I, if we don't get Beckham, we could get either Thomas or Juju and still have a solid receiver. So I think we should get Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Joe Mixon now, and in my opinion, it would be Odell next. Hopefully, the twelfth guy isn't even. It's not a guy; it's a computer. But hopefully, <laughs> they select a running back, so it pushes one of the receivers to us. So we went Joe Mixon. Oh, perfect! There we go. Melvin Gordon and James Conner went next. Wow! So we are in prime position. We wanted. We were considering Odell anyway, so I think I'm ha- I'm fine with Odell here. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with any of these guys, but we can go with Odell. I I think that, you know, it's definitely pair a very up up and coming quarterback with one of the best receivers in the NFL, and I think it should be a very potent offense. If I mean, the question with Odell is if he can stay healthy, but right. You got to just hope that he can. And he has, I think he's due for a healthy season, if that makes any sense. So I'm yeah. picking Odell and um, not looking back. So, so far, we started the draft mixing Odell. Um, names are flying off the board here through the second and third round. Oh, Don't have a pick for a while, so a lot of big names going off the board. Um, Michael Thomas was picked right after uh, Odell. Yeah, so at Michael Thomas, Travis Kelsey, Nick Chubb, Juju Smith-Schuster, Damian Williams, Dalvin Cook, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Devonta Freeman, George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, wow. first quarterback off the board, Tyreek Hill, Zach Ertz, Deshaun Watson. I don't know why he went that early. Wow. <laughs> uh, T.Y. Hilton, excuse me, Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, Keenan Allen, and Leonard Fournette. And now we're up at the 311 spot. We have one running back, one wide receiver, um. Yeah. So, what are we thinking here? Uh. So, best I guess available. some of the big, the best available is AJ Green, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Marlon Mack, uh, Carry On, Josh Jacobs, or two other running backs, and then there's also a plethora of wide receivers and Edelman, yeah. Cooks, Woods, Galladay. Um, I mean. The three big tight ends are gone, so I don't think we consider tight end at all here. Right. Obviously, we're not getting Howard in the third round or yeah. Hunter I don't, Henry. I don't like tight end before even this. Before I shore up my uh, running backs and receivers, I don't like getting a tight end. I mean, I'm fine with taking. I mean, those. It's a clear teardrop between those three and the rest. Yeah. In my opinion. So since they're gone, we're not considering it. Uh, way too early for quarterback. I mean. Even if we wanted to go quarterback, Mahomes and Watson are gone, so yeah, we're not getting even, quarterback. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's a running back or receiver call here. Um, but like I said, AJ Green, Thielen, Diggs, Marlon Mack. Who who are we thinking here? Um, I honestly don't love this pool of players. But yeah, I don't love it. I, I I mean, I've always liked AJ Green. Obviously, I think last year he was going, still going in the first round, maybe closer to the back end, but. I mean, he's he certainly falling. Like this is yeah. at probably at any point in his career, this is one of the lowest points you can get. AJ Green, right? I definitely agree. But in a way, we we, we do have Joe Mixon, so putting two of our third three, first three picks in the faith of the right, Bengals. In the Bengals, yeah, not, not a great. Uh, I don't know about look. that, but um, <sighs> it's really tough. I mean, but yeah, if not AJ Green, honestly, I'm I like big, one of the Vikings. I'm a big believer in Marlon Mack this year. Uh, I think. Thielen is due to regress, and I actually um, 
I heard Thielen throughout weeks one through eight, he was like overall fantasy receiver. He was number, number one or two. One or two. He was. I mean, and he then was really good overall. Like weeks nine through seventeen, he was fantasy receiver number like he definitely fifteen. Cooled, definitely cooled down a lot. Yeah, he cooled down a lot, like a pretty big amount. So I wouldn't love taking Thielen. Um, I think defenses are going to start to see more tape, start to key in a little more on what Thielen can do well and what he does well. What do you think of Diggs? Uh, I do like Stephon Diggs. I used to have him in uh, our Dynasty League, actually, and year one I made a lot of bad moves. Got rid of yeah, Tyreek and We Diggs. all know the infamous trade that he made. <laughs> Kim traded me, Tyreek Hill, and a second-round pick in exchange for uh, the lovely Doug Martin. Muscle hamster. He was supposed to have a big year. That's yeah. when all reports were coming out. They were saying, looks like... He's going to have another big year, and then he busted. But I like Marlon Mack a lot, personally. I'm a big believer in Marlon Mack, especially in half-point PPR. Um, I do know that the Colts have Naheem Hines, but I think the Colts use Naheem Hines in more of a slot receiver type of way, almost. Uh, He does catch a decent amount of passes out of the backfield as well, but I think Marlon Mack is the type of back that can do basically everything. Marlon Mack doesn't catch passes. I'm looking at his stats here, pulling him up, but I really don't think he catches passes. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been hurt a lot. I know that. Um, and he hasn't... I don't know. I just don't know if he's very right good. Go back down. Yeah, I mean, he had 17 catches go. last year. Yeah. Not a lot at all. But you know, he missed like four he was games. Hurt. Yeah, he was hurt last year, and I think that when he came back... I think he was hurt. I, I think if we take Mac, I mean, we, you, I, if I'm taking Mac, my justification for it is the Colts have a really good offensive line and they have a high-powered offense. So I just, I think it's more of the system than the actual player. Right. But I think, I mean, honestly, I think Mac. When I, whenever I watch him, he runs very hard. He's a fairly elusive running back. Um, I he averages. I just saw he averaged 4.7, I believe it said, yards per carry last year. And I, I think that you really can't go wrong with that that type of back. Um, I mean, he should be the lead guy by far, and I, yeah. I believe in the Colts. Like, I believe in the system, so I, let's just do it. I believe in the system. Don't really believe in Mac as a talent, but it's all right. So right. The wow. 12th spot takes both of the Vikings receivers. <laughs> I was kind of hoping Diggs fell to us there. So AJ Green is sitting here, and he sitting it's, I mean it's hard to pass up AJ Green in the fourth round, but I don't know. I mm, it See, is hard. I real I think we should, I would just do it honestly. Yeah, the best available are AJ Green, Edelman, Cooks, and Robert Woods are the next four best available. I know um, you love Chris. Wow, Derrick Henry was taken already. I know you love Chris Godwin, I but do like, love Chris Godwin. I just feel like the beginning of the fourth is just a little it too is early. early. It's definitely early. Uh, uh, I'm targeting Godwin in the mid to late fourth, and if he falls to the fifth, I'm jumping on that uh, immediately. Uh, I, I but, mean, uh, I, I could take Greg the leg. <laughs> I mean, that's all. I'm never. I'm always down to do that, <laughs> but I don't know. I, it's so hard to pass up Green here in the fourth round. He's still yeah. elite. I mean, I know he has health concerns, but... He I is mean, definitely still elite. Um, he especially is elite. When he's I on think, the field, he's going to be good. I think with the emergence of Tyler Boyd, that helps A.J. Green a lot because now they have two 
receivers that can both get open at a high rate. And I think that that's going to open up a lot more lanes for I him. think we got to do it. We I, can't I pass agree. this up this value. I, mean, I agree. It's, it hurts if the Bengals going suck, the Bengals they twice. suck. But yeah, we just got to do it. it. We have to. Yeah, it hurts going Bengals twice. But, I mean, A.J. Green, if the Bengals play from behind like they might all year, that too. A.J. Green's going to be huge. So our team so far is Joe Mixon, Marlon Mack, Odell Beckham, and A.J. Green. Uh, so the names that went off the board in the fourth and fifth here are Edelman went after us, Cooks, Woods, Kenny Galladay, Carry On, Chris Godwin, mm. Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore. That is very early in my opinion for DJ Moore, and Cooper Cup at four twelve to round up round four. Round five kicked off with Alshon Jeffrey, Calvin Ridley, Josh Jacobs, Sony Michelle, Philip Lindsay, Andrew Luck, David Montgomery, Aaron Rodgers, Kenyon Drake, and Mark Ingram. Um, wow, I think Calvin Ridley went very early. All right, so at running back, we're looking at Chris Carson, James White, Tariq <laughs> Cohen, <laughs> Lamar Miller, Tevin Coleman, um, and then... Geis was the next number one. I am really avoiding Geis this year. Yeah. Just because I, I feel like it's so hard to trust a running back coming off an ACL. And it's concerning that they also still have Adrian Peterson and they drafted a guy like Bryce Love, who was obviously a Heisman candidate, uh, I guess, what, two years ago now or last year maybe? Two years ago. Was it two years ago? But no, and Geis had hamstring problems like a few weeks ago. Right, yeah. So it's just it's hard to trust a running back coming off an ACL injury. Um, Peterson was probably the only one to ever really have a really good year off of an ACL injury, and it just history shows time and time again it's hard to trust one. Um, but yeah, without any, giving them the time to come back, it's it's tough. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Again, in my opinion, I'm not I'm not loving. I think OJ Howard's still on the board, but I'm not he in is. love with them here. Yeah, not yet. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be completely opposed to taking O.J. Howard. Um, but again, we still have that one flex spot to be concerned about. And yeah. I think you can get a leg up on a lot of teams if you take, you know, someone who could become a stud in the, that last flex or in that la- in that one flex spot. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I A lot of people in the industry are down on James White because they just expect a regression and he will regress. But I still think he's like a solid pick. Like he was so good last year. This is half PPR. I don't believe in Sony Michelle's health, and I know James White. If Sony Michelle gets hurt, is not going to get a lot of carries. Like he won't see that much of a boost in carries. Probably a little bit, but not much. Like they'll probably go to Burkhead and probably Damian Harris. Honestly, I'm scared of Damian Harris a lot um, because I think that in college. Now, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I feel like he definitely flashed some uh, pass-catching ability in college. Maybe, but James White is just like, and they're not going to get rid of him. He had such no, a I good understand. year last year. Like They're not going to like sit him or anything. Right, but I think it's and a it's little telling a, that it's a crowded backfield they sure. took Damian Harris in the third round when they definitely could have taken another need. Um, yeah. but I feel like that's just more of like... That makes me more nervous if I'm a Sony Michelle advocate. I don't know. I I think Sony Michelle is. I'm I'm not. I mean, he's him. definitely injured. Pro- I'm not drafting Sony Michelle in any. Definitely format. fading Sony this year. Oh yeah. 
So, but I don't know. We don't have to get James White. What are your thoughts on Carson? What are your thoughts on any of the other running backs? So I was a huge believer in Chris Carson uh, before they took Rashad Penny. He was a league winner last year. He really was. But uh, I think Rashad Penny is going to get a lot more carries this year. And I'm also fading Carson. Uh, As much as I hate to say it, I do like Chris Carson, like I said. But I am fading Chris Carson simply because Rashad Penny is coming into his second year. He's more acclimated to the NFL. He's probably understanding the Seahawks offense a lot better. So I don't know. I, I think, in my opinion, I think both of them could be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I think both could. I just think that early in the year, Carson will be more relevant. The Seahawks are going to run the ball a lot this Later year. in the year, I think that... Um, Penny? Penny. Rashad Penny there is going to... Is going to break out a lot uh, all over the place, and after, especially after their bye, okay, I think they'll get him more acclimated. Just because they spent, you know, a good draft capital on him. That's uh, true. Two years ago or last year, whichever you want to say. What are your thoughts on Mike Williams? I'm loving Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams. Um, I I think we should take him. I don't see any other pass catcher in the Chargers' offense other than I guess Keenan Allen, but he's not really a big play receiver. I'm liking Williams a lot. I think we got to get him. Um, but yeah, I definitely. I mean, we could go with Tyler Boyd and go three Bengals, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> we definitely could do that, but uh, I'm not not a huge fan. Um, Mike Williams, welcome to the team. You're in our flex spot. After Williams goes Sammy Watkins and OJ Howard. Um, we got my guy. All right, so it's definitely early though. Quarterbacks, the top four are gone: Mahomes, Luck, Watson, and Rogers. Baker's here, Matt Ryan's here, Wilson's here. I don't know. I still like these guys later, and I think there's yeah. more value. If I definitely waits. think taking – if it's a one – or if it's two QB, I think you definitely should have taken a QB by now. And if not, you need to take a QB right now. But I think single quarterback, you can wait until almost the double-digit rounds – Maybe eight or nine, round eight or nine, I'd say you could probably take someone like Carson Wentz, who's a huge upside play. If he doesn't get hurt, obviously he had that MVP-like season two years ago. Last year he was still easily an above-average quarterback. So all the running backs we were considering are still there because Watkins and Howard went. So I I don't know. Do, should we take one of these guys? Or who who would you take out of these running backs? Oh, man, I really don't like a lot of these these guys uh chris carson james white Tariq cohen lamar miller tevin coleman darius guys latavius rashad penny i do like tevin coleman this year because he has a connection with kyle shanahan they used to be right. together in their time in atlanta and like we just discussed with guys Jarek mckinnon hit the backfield made of tevin coleman is coming off an acl injury and i still think It'll be hard for him to be where he was prior to the injury, and I, I even though it is also a crowded backfield with Brita as well, I still think Coleman is the lead guy, and I think that he will very be very solid. I just I, I don't I'm avoiding San Francisco's backfield entirely. Uh, I get the only that. one that I'm actually actively going for is Brita. Just because of what the playmaking ability flashed last year, and so he's also he, going very late, and you right, get him a he's good going value. very very late. So if he t- like he could score on any touch, you know what I mean, any run, any pass, he could take it to the house because he has that electric playmaking ability. 
and sometimes that's what you need in a late round guy. You just gotta play yeah, him you and gotta hope for the best. Shoot for the upside in later right. rounds. Right. But um, I s- wouldn't be opposed to it because I think Tevin Coleman is still the lead back in San Francisco. I I it is concerning that Jarek McKinnon did get paid. You know they're getting paid the same contract and it's. They kept him around for a reason. They honestly could have got out of that contract if they wanted to. Right. Uh, Coleman or Carson? That's who I'm between. we got to make a decision here. I'd say it's up to you. Uh, I know we just talked about Coleman, but I like Carson too much, so we're going to take him. (laughs) Uh, Seahawks are just so run heavy. And like I said before, I think him and Penny – I like Penny as well. I think they could both be fantasy relevant. So I'm confident. We have Mixon, Mack, and Carson, and I think that's – I feel kind of safe about those running backs. So yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd be concerned about is maybe injury. But no, um, no, Carson is slightly injury prone. Right. We could we could always grab a uh, a handcuff of some sort. Any running back could be injury prone. That's true. Argument. So after Carson uh, goes, Hunter Henry, Baker Mayfield, Evan Ingram, Eric Ebron, Jarvis Landry, Matt Ryan, Corey Davis, Russell wow. Wilson, Cam Newton, Robbie Anderson, James White. Tyler Boyd, Dante Pettis, Garrett, Garius, Darius Geis, <laughs> Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, Drew Brees, Sterling Shepard, Tariq Cohen, and Carson Wentz. We are up at 7. Wow, that is a run on quarterback. 7-11. Um, yeah, I don't think we take quarterbacks here no. just because there was a big run. And, like, honestly, what's the difference yeah. between Jared Goff and, like, Philip Rivers and Lamar. Like, there's not that much a bigger difference. Honestly, you might I as well just wait. With quarterback, you should chase upside. I would take a Kyler Murray in the very late rounds. Dude, Tevin Coleman's still here. Should we take him? We were considering yeah, him last round. Here. We, I mean, <laughs> we were t- we were thinking about him, whatever it was, like 20 picks ago. I think right. we got to take Who him. Who are the top receivers? Yeah, here? we'll look at the receivers, but I think we're liking um, Tevin, Tevin Coleman, Coleman yeah, here. Seems like a solid. Ooh. I mean, Christian Kirk. I think he could be there still. I think Christian Kirk is going to have a big season. So um, I, I mean, can definitely see him breaking. I'm up on this board year. with that. I have him in dynasty, but right. I think we take Tevin Coleman and hope I Kirk's agree. there in the eight and two picks later. I agree. So I think running gonna, back is definitely a commodity, and you need. To I mean, take obvi- when you can. it's obviously always wise to stock up on running backs because it's like we said, such a volatile position. Anyone can go down any time, and you always want to have depth there. Right. Um, so we're going to go with Tevin Coleman. <laughs> Fantasy pros had us taking Jared Cook for some reason. Yeah, they love Jared Cook. I don't I, every time that. I do this, they're like, please take Jared Cook. Wow. Blank percent <laughs> of experts agree, but, Jeez. uh, so Christian Kirk is still there. He is still there. Great. So I think we're right on board with that. I'm going to get Christian Kirk. I don't even think twice about it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I, think I think the he's... Cardinals are going to throw a lot this year. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, because they drafted three receivers. They drafted Keyshawn Johnson, Andy Isabella, and Hakeem Butler. So that just proves right there that they want to throw the ball for the future with Murray. Right. Um, and Kirk just has the leg up because he's been in the NFL for a year. Yeah, and he has. And he's, he's, look, he's looking like he's going to take out or take the leading role. At receiver there. Uh, obviously, Larry's still going to be there, but Larry's getting up there in age, and I'm sure Larry is going to rest a lot more. Hey, Larry made that one-handed year. catch today. Really? Yeah, did I you see that? I saw it, no. Yeah, he had, Kyler threw him a nice <laughs> fade, and he made a one-handed catch. So, uh, he, Look who's still, still there, Jared Cook. <laughs> um, anyway, Jeez. so we took Christian Kirk at 8.02, but after him uh, goes Latavius Murray, Miles Sanders, the Bears defense off the wow. board. Wow. Geronimo Allison, Nikhil Harry, 
Cortland Sutton, Jarek McKinnon, Rashad Penny. That is late. I think Rashad Penny at 810 is a great value. Yeah. Curtis Samuel, 811. Jordan Howard, 812. D.D. Westbrook starting off the ninth. Golden Tate, Royce Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald, Kiki Kuti, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Emmanuel Sanders, Austin Eckler, and Darrell Henderson um, all off the board. So we have four receivers, four running backs. Um, Let's look at quarter. I mean, there's Jameis, Roethlisberger, Murray. um, Oh, let's just do that. Yeah, we can do high-drafted players. Wow, we're stupid. I'm dumb. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna say something earlier, but ooh. Ah, uh, Kim is a big guy. Ronald Jones guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly I'm fine taking him. He's our fifth running I back. I think it's it's a little I I would be okay taking him in the tenth. I think the ninth is a little early. I know it's only a four pick difference, but I want to see if there are any receivers that are uh still up there that we can take. I so the receivers the, the best available receivers are Anthony Miller, Deshaun Jackson, Devin Funches, Michael Gallup. Deshaun Hamilton, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Anthony Miller. I do too. But I think I Allen know. Robinson's honestly gonna gonna get back to his his incredible season with Jacksonville. I think he can't have another season like that this year. Really, yeah. I'm big on Allen Robinson too. I feel like not many people are, and I feel yeah, like I'm I just in, a, in the minority. But I like Allen Robinson. This I year. I love Allen Robinson. I actually drafted him in probably around the seventh round in uh, the year before he broke out in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and I ended up winning that league because of I don't remember exactly who I drafted, but Allen Robinson was one of the guys that helped me make it all the way and win that league that year. Yeah. I mean, if you if you make a run with a player in a, a specific year, they always have a special place in your heart. Oh yeah, for so, sure. Jordan yeah. Howard's my guy. I picked him up his rookie year. There and, you go. Uh, he took me all the way to the fine, uh to the championship, and then he I think didn't do so well in the championship game, which should have been a little foreboding. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> all right, so I don't know, Ronald Jones. I'd be all right with it. To be honest, he's our fifth running back, so it's not like we have a huge investment in him. Right. I know it is the, it's the back of the ninth, but I don't know. I feel like we could do it. I think here, in my opinion, I, I would be more comfortable chasing the upside with uh, Deshaun Jackson. Okay. I yeah. love the upside in Deshaun Jackson. Anthony Miller, I, in my opinion, is a little safer. He's going to be like uh, more of a possession receiver than Deshaun Jackson, in my opinion. Yeah. Jackson's obviously a big play guy, so... But one week he could bust, and one week he could uh, win you the week. Blow up. So, yeah. what? Why not? Let's just do it. We have a couple safe guys. Like obviously, our top two receivers are very safe if they're I on the field. I think Christian so. Kirk is even pretty safe because I think yeah. he's he's going to get a lot of receptions. Maybe not big plays though. Yeah, and like we said, this is a half PBR draft, so have to consider that. Uh, I don't know, man. I. I I obviously I'm big on Kyler Murray. I just traded for him in oh, Dynasty. Oh man, Ronald Jones was taken. Ronald Jones was taken. It went James Washington and Rojo. Um, but we are at ten two here. No quarterback, no tight end. Um, they're still loving Jared Cook here and the experts. <laughs> yeah, forty nine percent of experts agree. So this is the tenth um, round. But should we consider tight end quarterback here? Yeah, I, I would consider quarterback here, especially if someone like Kyler's still on the board. Um, even if you don't want to take quarterback, let's say you waited too long and Kyler was taken. I think two more safe quarterbacks 
and one is not going to be a surprise at all. The other is going to be kind of surprising. Philip Rivers, definitely a safe guy. Very safe. I think Lamar Jackson is safer than people think. Yeah, just the rushing um, just gives him so I think the rushing safety. gives him a huge, huge advantage in his floor. I think his floor is about, you know, six points at least off of rushing. 60 yards rushing I think is probably going to be the lowest he's going to get this year. Yeah, I I mean, it's such a deep position. There's so many guys you can just wait and wait and wait, and you'll still get a viable starter. Right. But I'm just in, I, I've just become more and more in love with Kyler. Just I, I feel like his rushing upside, he is so fast. I mean, people just don't, they're going to realize he is quick. super quick. They're going to realize how fast he really is in, in, yeah. the, in a month or two. But he is so quick, and he's just so much better of a thrower than Jackson and even like Josh, oh, yeah. Josh Allen is inaccurate. So like yep. Kyler is so deadly accurate, and I don't know. I I I'm in. I'm just falling in love with Kyler. I think that he could be a superstar. Oh, it, I, it, I definitely it, agree. I I do acknowledge it's very a very risky pick because he could honestly suck. He mm-hmm. really could. But if he just if he hits his ceiling, it's just gonna be it's gonna take the league by storm. Oh sure, for sure. Because like we said, they're gonna throw a lot too. Like yeah. they, they, I mean. They came out and said they want to run ninety plays a game, which it seems so. It's very, it's unrealistic. But last year they were a very slow offense, and Steve Wilk kind of just really, oh man, tied bricks it. to their feet and jumped in the pool. But it. David Johnson, man, yeah. So he, uh, just be, they're just gonna run so many more plays this year, and I you agree. just think like they're gonna be an offense so much. Just we're taking it. We we uh, we gotta do it. I'm sorry. We we're doing it. I agree. I uh, think another safe guy that was actually. Ranked 22, I think, on Fantasy Pros quarterback was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, uh, yeah, 22. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I thought they would be a little higher on him. Um, no, I, I mean it, that that just speaks to how deep it really is. Like yeah, Jimmy think, Garoppolo's 22. I think San Francisco is an ascending offense. Um, yeah, he he's based he's, on last year at least. I mean, he obviously he only played two or three games last year, but he did right. well in those three games. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of names. It really is. Uh, but I let, think another guy that can break out right there, Sam Darnold. <laughs> but that's just that's just justifies taking Kyler Murray more in my mind because if he is bad, it's not going to hurt. So we can just drop him and find another starter on the waiver wire. So right. that's why I feel even more safe in picking him because I know that there's that safety net of the waiver wire. Right. Um, coming up. So we're in round 11. I'll just read the names real quick who went. Um, Deion Lewis, Naheem Hines, Kenny Stills, Kareem Hunt, Metcalf, Jared Cook finally went off the board. <laughs> Najoku, Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup, Peyton Barber, Funches, Vance McDonald, Matt Breda, Paris Campbell, Los Angeles Rams D, McCole Hardman, Trey Burton, AP, Moncrief, and Tyra Williams. We're in the 11th round here. We have... Uh, five more picks to go. Two bench spots, a tight end, no tight end yet. Uh, kicker and a defense. So we're not going kicker and defense. Um, tight ends. Who are the available tight ends? Where did it go? Right there. Okay, yeah. there it is. Yep. Austin I love Hooper. Austin Hooper. I do too. What is this? I'm round eleven. Yeah. I um, think. I like him too. I think he was a tight end seven last year. Yep. Very quiet to it, tight end seven because. The tight end seven honestly is just wasn't isn't a very good spot. Like it's mm-hmm. just such a 
I mean, outside the elite guys, it really drops off. But yeah. I think that the tight the Titans. What am I saying? The Falcons uh, are also going to throw a lot this year. Um, and I think that they are just gonna. I, I'm big on the Falcons this year. I think they're going to have a good year. And I don't know. I like Austin Hooper. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, any of these guys aren't going to be like studs, but I think he could definitely return value on where we're getting him here. Oh yeah, back of the eleventh. I could see Austin Hooper having a top five tight end season. Um, I think it's Calvin possible. Ridley's definitely going to regress. Yeah, um, I mean, Ridley had ten touchdowns last year, and if he yeah. does regress, they got to go somewhere. So exactly, and I All think right. Julio will take a step forward, but I think Austin Hooper is just—he's he might not explode, but he's definitely going to be better. Very confident, and I, I like that pick. Yeah. So we have two bench spots left. I think we got to go one running back, one receiver, in my opinion. Um. Best available running backs, there's Ito Smith, Dante Foreman, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson. Don't love any of these names particularly that much. Uh, I think, honestly, I, I think taking like, a shots on Damian Harris yeah, could be good. I do like Damian Harris. I also like Jalen Samuels as um, the handcuff to James Conner. Honestly, he could. but Or he could even be the passing downs guy. He could have standalone value, yeah. yeah. Uh, the receivers that are available are Deshaun Hamilton, Robert Foster, Crowder, John Brown, Parker. A guy that I really like is Marquise Goodwin just because him and Garoppolo had a really good connection at the end of the 2017 season when Garoppolo arrived to San Francisco. Um, and like he was people, obviously people, he was a very popular spe- sleeper pick last year. And obviously he just didn't stay healthy and Garoppolo didn't stay healthy either. So right. that didn't help at all. But I think I like Goodwin. Um, so, but I wouldn't take him here. I would hope maybe he'd fall to the next round or next pick. So, do I mean, you want to take a shot on Harris and then hope like Goodwin or like even another guy down there? Could, uh, I don't know who you like. Do you like David Moore? I think you like him, right? I do like David Moore. So I like David Moore. I like. We could um, even take. I mean, he's he's this is a guy we could wait until round oh yeah. thirteen and take. Oh yeah, we could definitely wait. Uh, I love John Brown. I love Albert Wilson. Okay, so there, um, there's guys we like. There are so a lot of let's guys. Let's take down here. Harris, and I'm sure there'll be a receiver we like in the next round. Yeah. So take a Damian Harris as our sixth running back, right? No, he's no. our fifth, but fifth, still, yeah. we've got four solid ones. So. Yeah, he's he's a huge upside uh, play. Yeah, if Sony's really not is. healthy, he could definitely get the majority of carries. And yeah, and Sony could get hurt. He's had that nagging there's so knee many, injury. There's so many. Um, like the Patriots running back has done very well. Like Legarrette Blunt had 18 touchdowns. Right. Sony did really well last year when he was healthy, especially in the playoffs. Right. So, I mean, big upside, big opportunity in New England if um, the position is vacant. Greg Olson, Edith Smith, Randall Cobb, Jameis Winston, Delaney Walker, Donta Foreman, Jack Doyle, Deshaun Hamilton, Samuels is off the board, Kalen Balage, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Big Ben, Goodwin, sad to see him go, but he's gone, <laughs> Devin Singletary, Mike Davis, Alexander Madison, Burkhead, Prescott, and Lamar. Um, all right, so we're going to go receiver. We're going to yeah. round it out with kicker and defense. Uh, but we'll go receiver first. Greg, the leg is gone. Oh, he's still there. Yeah, the kickers that. don't go till the very end here. Oh yeah. But um, who do we think? Mm. I like John Brown. I think Allen's got a decent deep ball, and he's a big play guy. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson starting on the Ravens just completely killed John John Brown's value last year. Oh, he was really good with Flacco. Oh yeah, Lamar so, Jackson just does not have any 
semblance of a deep ball. No, um, not even close. Yeah, another guy I love, and Mitchell knows this, is Albert Wilson. Uh, he's actually one of the, my dynasty guys. He's a guy that was playing very well before uh, he, I believe, tore his ACL last year. I think he broke his hip. Or was it, oh, yeah. Broke his it, hip. It was something, yeah. Yeah, I think he did break his hip, actually. But uh, I'm I, I sorry. Like, I like John Brown more. We yeah, gotta go. With no, him. I, I agree. I think John Brown is the definitely the better pick here. But I think Albert Wilson, if you ended up taking your kicker, your defense earlier, I think Albert Wilson, the last round of fantasy drafts, is a very good pick, personally. All right, so we're in round 14. We're going to go with um, Greg the Leg because no kickers have been picked yet. Seems kind of unrealistic because I feel like in a real draft, kickers would probably be gone by now. But yeah, definitely, someone would definitely but pick. I'll take Greg the leg just to make us feel good. Yeah, he's uh he's the number one kicker I think by far. Proud member of my dynasty team. I'll never trade him. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna read these names. Wow, Jason Witten that I went off the board, but Jason off. Witten is back in the league. Yeah, he is back. Uh, who are these defenses? All right, so. I mean, it may, you may seem uh, – you're like, who cares at the 15th round? I really like the Dallas defense just because yep. – I mean, I don't necessarily go with who I think the most talented defense is. Always got to look at matchups. Oh, and yeah. the Cow- we were, I think we, maybe we, we were, were talking about, about this. this. Yep. First three matchups for the Cowboys are the Giants, the the, uh, the Dolphins, and the Redskins. Yeah, not uh, very good offense. So you're, you're going to have a good defense – you should have a very like three very solid matchups, and if you're streaming defenses like I do, they're definitely the one to target. They have like that. Yeah. That's you can't get better than that. So, yeah. That like, being you're said, you're not going to draft the defense if they play like the Saints or the Chiefs week right, one, right? Exactly. So, yeah. You might as well being, just go with them. That being said, when you do stream defenses, um, what I like to do is I stream until I find the defense that just either has an easy, easy schedule or the defense that has just been blowing up all season long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like our team. Honestly, I, I think our team is based a lot on upside. Yeah. But I think that that's what you should go for every year. You should, I don't love picking a bunch of safe guys and then being a mediocre team and then hoping they blow up for the playoffs. I like picking a bunch of boomer bust guys. You're bound to hit on a, a few right. of them, right? And then, right. And, and the draft is important, but it is not like the waiver wire is equally, at, if not more important. Like right. Working the waiver wire and working right. out trades guys and like stuff. Philip Lindsay or two year, three years ago, Jordan Howard. Yeah, exactly. The These guys, back. no one even heard of them during draft season, and then they just get the starting role and they do really well with it. So. Right. If you don't draft the best team, don't panic because you can always um, work the waiver wire and mm-hmm. you know go from there. So anyway, to recap our team, we were the 11th pick in a 12-team half PBR mock draft. Uh, we go uh, Kyler Murray as our quarterback, Joe Mixon and Marlon Mack as our two starting running backs, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and A.J. Green as our wide receiver. I like that duo. That's crazy. Uh, it looks, yeah. It's very aesthetically pleasing to oh, see it there on the screen. Especially imagine last year having those two or two years ago having those two on your uh... Exactly. So Austin Hooper is our tight end. Mike Williams in our flex. Um, our bench is Chris Carson, Tevin Coleman, Christian Kirk, Deshaun Jackson, Damian Harris, and John Brown. I think that's a nice mixture of some rel- safety relatively and safety. And there's the boomer bus plays and Jackson and Brown. Right. 
Um, and then the Cowboys D and Greg Zerloin as our kicker in D. So that is our mock draft. Um, and that's going to be our show. Um, but yeah, it's been a good one. I always love doing mock drafts on the show. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Doing um, mock drafts in general is always fun. I know. I really got to start doing more. Exactly. You got that draft coming up in a week. So yep. got to get to it. Got to prepare. This is uh, the home stretch. So. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks for coming on yeah, the show. Thanks for having me on. Kim's big debut. Yeah. Um, real excited. Yeah. All right. So be sure to subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. Um, yeah. And follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Uh, follow me at Mitchell Manis and follow Kim on Instagram if you want. A Kimmy Kim. A Kimmy Kim. <laughs> you know where it is. Um, but yeah, that's all, folks. All right. Have a Thank good you. one.